This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The war is escalating. Airstrikes smashing entire city blocks to rubble in the tiny coastal enclave called Gaza. The bombardment raged on even though militants are holding an estimated 150 people dragged from Israel into Gaza, soldiers, men, women, children, and older adults with babies being beheaded. Israel has vowed unprecedented retaliation against the Hamas militant group, but the war now has already claimed at least 2,200 lives on both sides and is expected to escalate. Welcome to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chrismeyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And today, you are going to hear some things that perhaps you have not heard before. We're going to put a bigger picture, paint the bigger picture of what is going on in Israel, in uh, the Gaza Strip, with Hamas, with Hezbollah in the north, and it is much, much bigger than that. In fact, it is worldwide. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, as always, presenting a message with conviction, transforming conviction, hopefully, to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. And it begins with understanding. It begins with understanding. We're told to uh, be wise and with all of our wisdom gain understanding. So today on Viewpoint, I trust that that is going to happen and it's so del- uh, good to have you on board. In my book, King of the Mountain, there is a chapter called Muhammad versus the Pope. I want to talk to you for just a bit about Muhammad. I want to talk to you just a bit about Islam. Not Hamas particularly, but Islam. It is nothing more than sanctified hatred. The sixth mandate on the head and heart of every true Muslim follower of Muhammad, under authority of the Quran and the Hadith, is the unequivocal, inescapable call to global jihad or holy war. Global jihad or holy war. What we're seeing playing out there in Israel is just a skirmish. It is a skirmish on the global battlefield of global jihad or holy war nothing more than sanctified hatred franklin graham spoke about this yesterday in fact today he's warning that jews and christians around the globe should be aware of hamas real plans which he says are to kill every jew and every christian on earth and he's right the warning comes just days as we know after hamas terrorists attacked innocent civilians in israel killing an estimated 900 now, I think it's uh, up to 1,200, including babies who were decapitated by the violent radicals. Franklin cited a video of Hamas Mahmoud al-Hazar and wrote, quote, We just saw Hamas brutally murder 900-plus Israelis, most all civilians, and if you want to know what else they're after, a Hamas commander made it clear. He said they want to kill every Jew and every Christian and take control of the entire 510 million square kilometers of planet Earth. So if you think what is happening in Israel is limited to Israel, think again. Now, that may seem a little 
far out to you, but it's not really far out. Actually, it's true. It's absolutely true. A video shows Al-Zahar claiming, quote, when we speak about the army of Jerusalem and the battle of the promise of the hereafter, we're not talking about liberating our land alone, but we believe in what our prophet Muhammad said. He then attributes to Muhammad the saying, quote, Allah drew the ends of the world near one another for my sake. The dominion of my nation would reach those ends that have been drawn near. The entire 510 million square kilometers of planet Earth will come under a system where there is no injustice, no oppression, no treachery, no Zionism, nor no treacherous Christianity, and no killings and crimes like those being committed against the Palestinians and against the Arabs in all the Arab countries, in Lebanon, Syria, Iraq, and other countries. So, is Hamas really looking to kill every Jew and every Christian on Earth? Well, the Jerusalem Post attributed to Al-Zahar that claim, that the entire planet will be under our law, there will be no more Jews or Christian traitors. So, how are we to understand this? Are we to take a look and see how uh, awful the effect is on the Palestinian folk, that is, those inhabitants of Gaza? Well, yes. There's nothing, no problem with that. But we need to look beyond that. We need to look at the bigger picture. And the reason we need to look at the bigger picture is because the Bible, God's word, urges us to do so. Now, the Bible does not talk about Islam because Islam did not exist at the time the Bible was written, either Old or New Testaments. The interesting thing is that Muslims claim to believe the Bible at least the Old Testament. The problem with their belief is that they do not accept the book of Genesis, which says that God called Isaac as the promised son, the son of promise for Abraham, and rejected Ishmael. They claim that actually that's a miswriting and that Ishmael was to be the son of promise, and Isaac was to be the rejected. Therefore, from their view, this is the foundation of Islam, from their view now, then all the descendants of Isaac, physical and spiritual, must be removed. The only ones that must survive to fulfill the promise made to Abraham are the Muslims. That's the view. In a nutshell. That being the case, you can then understand why the Turkish president, Mr. Erdogan, today has uh, directed, spoke to the world, and said that U.S. aircraft carrier will commit very serious massacres in Gaza. Here's Mr. Erdogan, claiming during a press conference yesterday that the United States was sending an aircraft carrier strike group to the eastern Mediterranean to commit massacres in Gaza. Now, what is he, why is he saying that? He's saying that, for one thing, because America and Israel are part of and represent the primary enemies of Islam. Therefore, they both must be destroyed. 
the Jew, and Gentile Christians. Therefore, from his perspective, remember, viewpoint determines destiny. From his perspective, America, representing Christianity, is sending a major aircraft uh, uh, to, not aircraft, but uh, <laughs> aircraft carrier, I'm sorry, aircraft carrier to with all of the destroyers and all of the accompanying armada there to blow up Gaza and destroy. Therefore, Erdogan is stirring up the Islamic world saying, ah, now we got to go after America too. Are you ready? Here we go. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Today's program is not intended to be a diatribe against every individual person who claims to be a Muslim by uh, culture or heritage or so on. That's not our purpose here, and not every single person who claims to be a Muslim is a Muslim any more than every single person who claims to be a Christian is a Christian. Yes, you heard me correctly. But there are true believers, and it's the true believers that we're talking about, because Hamas is made up of true believers. Hezbollah is made up of true believers, and those true believers of Muhammad are driven by Iran, true believers, the Islamic Revolution, remember, of 1979, and their goal is to rule the world global jihad under islamic law there are only two types of nations a nation that is of the house of islam or a nation that is the house of war so the true muslim believes that the whole world is his home and that he is commanded to submit the rest of the world to the authority of islam now notice this is a command to bring the world into submission through force or threat of force. Just the opposite of the Christian faith. The Christian faith is, according to the scriptures, is not coercive. One might argue to the contrary if you look at the Crusades. But the Crusades were not necessarily exemplary of the Christian faith. The Christian faith is voluntary. It's not coercive. It's a matter of the conscience and a matter of the heart rather than a matter of the sword. Islam is a matter of the sword. And that's what we need to understand. It is radically different than anything else that we are aware of. And so, that having been said, we take a look at this house of Islam. Therefore, all nations 
and peoples who have not submitted to Islam and Sharia law are subject to the vengeance of holy war or jihad. And it's not a joke. It's jihad. It's deadly serious. If you want to find out how deadly serious it is, just look at what's happening right now with Hamas attack. Women and children, civilians, it doesn't matter to them because the whole world is required to be submitted unto Islam. Babies, yes. Cutting off their heads, yes. Because it's a matter of bringing the entire world under Islam. You see, by cutting off the heads of babies, from their viewpoint, it's a threat of force to the rest of the world. Therefore, if you don't want that happen to you, you better submit. That's the viewpoint. Please understand that. So the the focus of jihad is to overcome people who do not accept Islam. Now, lest you should think that that's not quite true, let me just uh, quote from the Quran itself. For instance, those who reject Islam must be killed. If they turn back from Islam, take them and kill them wherever you find them. That's from Surah 489. Next, from Surah 47.4. So when you meet those who disbelieve Islamic teaching, smite their necks till when you have killed and wounded many of them, they bind a bond firmly, take them as captives. Next, Surah 9.123. O you who believe, fight those of the disbelievers who are close to you and let them find harshness in you. So this is not about uh, Islamic love. This is about Islamic, the Islamic sword to devour Christians, Jews, and anyone else who will not submit to Islam and Sharia law. So, again, this this discussion isn't intended to be an attack on the Muslim faith per se, but rather an open revelation of fact as it reflects upon the nature and nurture of that system of belief as it bears upon the emerging global battle for, yes, indeed, king of the mountain. So the background and the belief form the basis for the battle. They're inseparable. For the true Muslim, there's only one way to guarantee entrance into paradise. The only way to know for sure that you're going to get into paradise is to die in jihad, to die while fighting the enemy. So jihad simply means that Muslims must fight the enemy of Allah until the enemies die or the Muslims die. So all who are not Muslim are deemed infidels or the enemy. This kind of understanding, friends, is critical for all non-Muslims to comprehend and accept at face value from the viewpoint of Islam. The, The Islamic missionary method, that's what it is. If they will not submit as conquered, they must die for Allah will not countenance any resistance. Even the resistance of conscience, there is no such thing as resistance of conscience. So this understanding of jihad 
has even been defined in legal terms by Islamic FIGH, F-I-G-H. For instance, based on Surah 839 of the Quran, jihad is fighting anybody who stands in the way of spreading Islam or fighting anyone who refuses to enter Islam. So the reality is that Islam is not just a religion. It's a government also. Islam teaches that Allah, or Allah, is the only authority. Therefore, political systems must be based on Allah's teaching and nothing else. So people fighting jihad consider themselves to have succeeded when a nation declares Islam as both their religion and their form of government. So because of that belief system, Islam then gains jurisdiction over the nations and the world through jihad. The power of the scimitar. For a, for a genuine Muslim, therefore, Allah gains supreme jurisdiction over the planet and its people when two things happen. Number one, the worship of Allah is universally with no residual resistance, and the rule of Sharia law is universal with no residual resistance. So in this understanding, the very concept of democracy or a truly democratic republic as a form of government is absolutely fundamentally inconsistent with Islamic belief. So it shouldn't be a mystery that a genuine democratic form of government can neither thrive nor even survive wherever Islam has become deeply rooted. Only brutal dictators have been able to restrain the insurgent violent force of those who employ jihad to advance and enforce true Islamic life and jurisdiction. So George W. Bush dreams of Democrat freedoms are, were an illusion driven either by ignorance or intentional rejection of the reality due to the thought-paralyzing constraints of, guess what, political correctness, multiculturalism, religious pluralism, and so on. To persist in embracing those kinds of hopes is not only irrational and irreconcilable with Islamic belief, but is profoundly deadly for the rest of the planet. So, the battle for King of the Mountain, that is, the Temple Mount, will soon be fully engaged. You need to understand this. Now, I have shared with you the words from two pages in my book, King of the Mountain, The Eternal Epic End Time Battle. It is a $20 book, yours for $15, on our website, saveus.org, or call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. That's not all. That's just two pages, friends. This is the reason why people say this book, which was written in 2013, 10 years ago, is more relevant and on point today that almost all the reporting that is taking place on all of the various news agencies. It gives us the complete picture and where it's leading. And we we haven't even gotten to the full heart of where it's leading. We just shared the foundation. 
Ultimately, through jihad, they intend to rule the world from Jerusalem. Here's the, here are the words of a true Muslim believer. Sheikh Salame said that Al-Quds, the Arabic name for Jerusalem, is an Islamic city as determined by the creator of the world and as indicated by the Quran. So he just said, he said that no decision by one person or another will be able to change this reality, stressing that Al-Quds, that is Jerusalem, will remain Islamic until the end of time. Now, with that belief, that understanding, you can well understand why the battle is increasing with Hamas, Hezbollah, and is going to increase with regard to Iran and Turkey because these people groups are vying for complete dominion. Complete dominion over the world and intend to rule from Jerusalem in place of the Messiah. They believe that their Messiah, the Mahdi, is the one who is going to rule and reign from the Temple Mount. Now, you may think that's a far-fetched thing. That's what they believe. And so they're acting out what they believe. Jerusalem is the holy grail of jihad. It's the symbol of Islam's ultimate triumph over the world. From their perspective, it's opening the gate of glory to establish an Islamic throne upon the Temple Mount. So they say Jerusalem will be Muslim forever. All right. Where is this ultimately going? What's going to happen in the meantime? You say, well, how would it ever get to that point? America will never let it happen. But what if America is attacked? What if America is attacked? America was once attacked already by Islamic jihadists, right? 9-11, remember that? The World Trade Center towers came tumbling down in an hour and a half. An hour and a half, both of them came tumbling down. Monuments to America's progress and prosperity. And if that were not enough, the same renegades attacked the monumental defense part of America, the Pentagon. And if that were not enough, they were on their way to attacking the Capitol itself until one very courageous man stepped in the gap and caused their plane to go down in Pennsylvania on their way to the Capitol. That's Islamic Jihad, friends. And that was just 19 renegades from Saudi Arabia, by the way. Now, Joe Biden wants America and Israel to play footsie with the Saudis. Considered the greatest peace arrangement in the world to settle and bring about peace on earth in the Middle East. Historic, and Joe Biden 
wants that attributed to his name. Just like Barack Obama wanted the so-called nuclear arrangement with Iran attributed to his name, for which he paid Iran $150 billion of America's dollars. These people have no comprehension of the Bible. They don't care. In fact, they are anti-God, anti-Bible, and are embracing the enemies of the God who made and preserved us a nation. So as a Iranian video says, the coming is near. What does that mean? We'll be right back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Again, I welcome you back to Viewpoint. The contrast for purported messiahs in our world is absolutely critical for individuals, for nations, and for our whole world, not to mention the eternal consequences. So Viewpoint is determining destiny. It really is. Islamic Viewpoint is determining the destiny, already has determined the destiny of uh, 2,200 people deaths on both sides, just through the attack of Hamas. That's right. Because I dare say that none of those who were killed have embraced Jesus Christ as Messiah. Now, it's possible there might be a few, maybe, but not likely. Because most of them are Muslim, Well, half of them are Muslim and half of them are Jews. And there's only a microscopic number or percentage of Jews who have embraced Jesus Christ as Messiah. Therefore, they've already, their their destinies were already established in the last few days. They're on their way to perdition. Now, If we do not view what is happening in terms of the coming of the Lord, we're missing the point. It's not just about being nice. It's not just about uh, gaining a, a kind of temporary peace and cessation of hostilities, that kind of thing that the United Nations tries to bring through. In fact, the world today, I'm giving you a quote. 
The world today is in a state described by Jewish sages as labor that precedes the coming of a Messiah, unquote. Islam believes the same thing, believe it or not. The coming is near, declares an Islamic video produced by the Iranian government. They say that Ron will soon help usher in the end times. Now you know why all fingers point back to Iran with regard to Hamas and Hezbollah. And the theme is revolution. But revolution in Iran, in the entire Islamic world, is driven exclusively by religion, despite the naive claims of Western pundits and politicians of their purported hunger for democracy. Democracy, friends, is a political concept of fundamental freedom, radically inconsistent with Quranic Islam, which mandates exclusive and inviolable adherence to and the practice of Sharia law. And Muslims anticipate their Messiah, called the Mahdi, the 12th Imam, who will lead them in the final conquest of earth, deposing all who pretend to resist, ushering in a global caliphate. It's the Islamic apocalypse or unveiling to be soon revealed in the end times. That's what's happening. This thing with with Hamas is a mere skirmish. However serious it is, it's still a mere skirmish in the bigger picture of what is going to unfold shortly. But Islam is using the tools of democracy to gain political power and cultural religious acceptance in the West. That's what Barack Hussein Obama helped to facilitate. Intentionally. He tried to paint Islam as this wonderful, fundamental religious faith that helped to build America. It was an absolute, unmitigated lie of history. But he wanted to change the picture for the American people so we would be receptive to, for instance, the radical views of his right-hand person who was a Persian Islam uh, Muslim. Mm-hmm. So, what we're really looking at, bottom line, is the battle for King of the Mountain. The battle for who is the true Messiah. Who will be the Messiah? See, the Jews anticipate the coming of a Messiah looking for a time of reconciliation of all things a time of redemption, a buying back of a destroyed planet and its inhabitants. Bringing shalom or peace through tikkun olam or the restoration of the world fit for the Messiah. But that's not what Islam is looking for. Islam is looking for a Mahdi 
that will replace Jesus. In fact, they believe that Jesus will come and give authority to the Mahdi as the real Messiah. They do not believe that Jesus died on the cross. They do not believe that Jesus resurrected from the dead. They believe that to make those statements is utter and total blasphemy, worthy of death. Now, if you don't know these things, you need to know them in order to put in perspective the epic end-time eternal battle for King of the Mount that's emerging right now in front of our faces. You can't cover it up anymore. So even as the Muslim world is preparing to usher in the coming of the Mahdi, so the Jewish world is experiencing a rising expectation that both Jew and Gentile are now living in what they call the Messianic Age whatever that might mean. It doesn't, for some, it doesn't even mean Messiah. It just means an age of peace. But in the 1970s, a slogan came out, we want Messiah now. Moshiach, that means Messiah. This is the growing theme. But who is he? Well, the Jewish people are looking for a mere man like Moses. They are not looking for a divine Messiah. So they're also looking for a false Messiah. Just like Islam is looking for a false Messiah. And there are many purported Messiahs that have appeared and disappeared. And now, friends, believe it or not, the world is full of people movements who claim messianic authority. You'll find that out in my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. It's a $22 book. Yours for $18 right there on our website, saveus.org, saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Now, we're not through yet. In fact, we're going to, we, we're having to kind of uh, do a broad based dance over this entire issue. And what I'd like to share with you uh, now is what is going to happen with Israel. Now, Israel is very confident that they win all their battles, and we will win this one, they say. This is a mere skirmish. Now, what if things happen like they did on Yom Kippur in 1973, and a variety of nations come against her with all of their battlements, Then what's going to happen with Israel? Well, America had to step in and help and basically saved Israel by providing the necessary armaments for them to turn the tide in 1973 to survive. If it had not been for that, Israel would likely not have survived. But what if the United States is brought to its knees 
we have enemies, don't we? Russia, China, Iran, Turkey. These are all enemies of this country, which has pledged itself to support Israel. What if that support is no longer available? What if our armaments are so spread abroad like the ancient Roman empires that we can't even defend ourselves, let alone Israel? Then what? I'm not telling you that's what's going to happen, but it's very likely. Because the world is at war. Satan knows his time is very short. And he is mounting his entire effort to overwhelm whatever forces of righteousness there may be and however they may be described. Through Islam, he intends to destroy all Jews and all Christians and anyone else who will not submit voluntarily to Islam. That's a lot of people, friends. That's a lot of people. How many will submit to Islam just to save their neck? A lot of people. Hundreds of thousands, maybe millions. But then we have to look at another aspect. If Israel is under such an intense pressure cooker, which she is right now, its very hope-filled promise will lay the foundation for the world's greatest horror as Satan's imposter works deceitfully to destroy. Will Israel soon be seduced in a way that God himself will say, I can't help you? Stay tuned. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. We're living in a period of dramatically rising pressure in the world, all over the world. In the West, in the East, the Middle East, the South, everywhere, pressure is mounting. The Greek word for pressure is flipsis or 
translated in the Bible, tribulation. Are we facing, are we experiencing tribulation right now? Absolutely we're experiencing tribulation. We're not experiencing the great tribulation, however. That's what Jesus called the tribulation, the great tribulation. But we're not there yet. We are experiencing increasing tribulation, trials, pressures, just as Jesus said. Just as Peter warned about, warning about persecution and so on. Is that not what we're talking about here? Why is it we play pretend so much in the West? Just absolutely playing pretend, like saying, good God, I can't even, you, you can't see me. No, you're, you're a loving God. You would not allow any pressures to come upon us in America because don't you understand we're America. We're an exceptionalist nation. Yes, and we're becoming less and less an exceptionalist nation with every day that passes, with godlessness and violence just like it was in the days of Noah. And Israel is no exception. So as the pressures are building with the attacks of Islam growing, and not just the attacks of Islam, the intent of China to rule the world within 30 years, as declared by Xi Jinping, a radical communist country that is already eating our lunch economically. And you think we're not under pressure? We've just gotten used to the pressure, like the frog in the kettle. But the pressure is mounting. The heat is being turned up increasingly. And if we're honest, you can feel it. You sense it. Just like Jesus said, men's hearts failing them for fear for the things that are coming upon the earth. Now, I'm not here to try to stir up fear in your heart, but to help us to understand, to get real in agreement with God's word, will, and ways, so that you and I and those we care for and love, pastors, including your congregations, will seriously prepare their minds and their hearts in every possible way to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might because the enemy is barking at your feet right now. The enemy comes in like a a lion, seeking whom he may uh, destroy, devour. It's happening. It's happening. Reminds me of a series of dramatic full-size billboards that appeared there on a busy Southern California freeway. The first one came out, Sword of the Lord Coming Soon. It was a 60-foot billboard, Sword of the Lord Coming Soon. Then another one that came out a month later said, prepare to meet thy God. You know who put those up? A simple and unassuming man in his early 30s who invested his whole life savings to shout out the message that he said the Lord burned in his heart. I talked to him a few years ago right here on Viewpoint. I took pictures of his billboard. God has been trying to get our attention, friends. But we don't listen. 
We're two and ten on getting Susie to her ballet lesson and Johnny to his soccer game. We've lost track of life from God's perspective. It's not that those things were bad in and of themselves, but they distorted and perverted our understanding. They've stolen our affections. We're supposed to set our hearts and our affections on the kingdom of God and on his righteousness. But we haven't been doing that. Everything else has diverted and stolen our affections. That's what we need to come to grips with. Repent, where there's sin in the camp, where there's idolatry that we've adopted in our lives, we need to repent. And then we need to seek the Lord with a whole heart. He said, if you'll seek me, you will find me if you search for me with all your heart. But he said, with all your heart. Now here's what God said to the apple of his eye. It's a provocative question for both Gentile Christians and physical Israel. If an individual can be self-deceived by refusing to truly hear and heed what the Lord is saying, how about an entire nation? Or nations? And what about historically Christian Europe or historically Christian-founded America? And how about Israel? Might it also succumb to the self-deception of refusal to hear and heed the word of the very Lord who declared Israel to be the apple of his eye? And what consequences might there be? What might be our spiritual state if we individually or collectively foreclose serious consideration of potentially looming even catastrophic consequences? Well, here's what God said. Are you ready for this? You can check it out in Isaiah chapter 28, verses 14 to 23. Wherefore, hear the word of the Lord, ye scornful men that rule this people which is in Jerusalem. Because you have said, we have made a covenant with death, and with hell are we in agreement, when the overflowing scourge shall pass through, it shall not come unto us, for we've made lies our refuge, and under falsehood have we hid ourselves. And your covenant with death, said the Lord, shall be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, then you shall be trodden down by it. Now therefore, Be ye not mockers, lest your bands be made strong, for I have heard from the Lord God of hosts a consumption, even determined upon the whole earth. Give ear and hear my voice. Hearken and hear my speech. So what what is this covenant with death business? Well, Jesus put it this way in the New Testament. He said, I came unto you, he was speaking to the religious leaders of his day, I came unto you in my Father's name, and you didn't receive me. But there is one coming in his own name, and him you will receive. Now, who's he talking about? He's talking about a false Messiah, one who comes in his own name. They rejected Yeshua, the Messiah, the Holy One of Israel, and they're going to accept a non-divine human being to be their savior. And when they do, it is going to be through a covenant that they make 
that God calls a covenant with death. Why? Because Israel will feel itself under such intense pressure that a long will come some seemingly angelic person promising temporal and global salvation, peace on earth, and will most likely promise them a temple. The very thing they desire the most so that they can go back to their animal sacrifices having rejected this Lamb of God who gave himself for the sin of the world, starting with Israel, to the Jew first and then to the Gentile. And they'll deceive, they'll receive a false sacrifice offered by a false Messiah. And God calls it a covenant with death. Because eventually, having entered into that covenant for salvation in the midst of the horror of increasing pressure, that is tribulation, not the great tribulation yet, just tribulation, increasing pressure, they will accept and enter into this covenant. They will think it's bringing about lasting peace and hope, but it will bring nothing but the greatest horror Israel has ever seen. And the world. Because that counterfeit Messiah will walk into the temple he has facilitated that they have glorified him for and will declare himself God. When that happens, Satan will have achieved his ultimate goal, the result of his massive historical envy against God. When he said, I will be like the Most High God. I will ascend to the heights of the north. In other words, on the Temple Mount. And all hell will really break loose on this planet. And it will not be until Israel is faced with its most existential moment that Jesus, the real Messiah, will descend from heaven with a shout and will present himself to Israel. And when he does, they will be blown away. He will truly save them. And they will look upon him whom they have pierced and weep for him as for their only son. It will be the greatest repentance in the history of the world. But there will be precious few who will be remaining to do that. Because two-thirds of all Israel will be will lose their lives. Two-thirds of all the Jewish people in the world. There are about 15 million right now around the world. Two-thirds will lose their lives. In other words, about 10 million. About twice as many as in the Holocaust. Because Israel will be judged double for all her sins. But how about professing Christians? 
How about those who refuse, like the leaders of Israel, refuse to humble ourselves before God and repent and get in line with his word, his will, and his ways, and we decide we're just going to do it ourselves, we can save ourselves, and we'll we'll confess Christ as our Savior, then we're going to do what we want to do, and we'll walk into our church on Saturday or Sunday, whenever we go in there, and yeah, we're that that's going to be it for me. I'll do it my way. And so with Frank Sinatra, we sang... I'll do it my way. Thank you very much, God. And if we really feel like we're getting in trouble, we'll let you know. By that time, friends, it will be too late to say you're sorry. Too late. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. God says that to Israel. He says it to Gentile believers. He says it to non-believers. Today is the day of salvation. Do not Pardon your heart. One rabbi was asked, well, uh, when, when should I repent? He said, on the last day of your life. So the person that asked him, the student that asked him, so, well, how do you know when the, when the last day of your life is? He said, that's exactly the point, so repent today. <laughs> I know it's kind of a tough message, friends, but, you know, there has to be a shaking the Bible says that everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken, and you can you can feel it, can't you? What we're seeing right now is about a four point on the on the Richter scale earthquake with what's happening in Israel, maybe four point five, but soon it will mount to six point, then seven point, then maybe eight to nine point on the Richter scale, as everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Now. It's time to get right with the Lord, to prepare to meet your God. As the prophet Amos said, it's time for Israel, for America, and the rest of the world to get serious. And I appreciate your joining us here on Viewpoint today. Uh, several books that uh, I seriously urge you to consider. King of the Mountain, Antichrist, and Messiah. They're all available right there on our website, saveus.org. First book, $5 postage and handling. All succeeding books together at one time, $2. And again, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And let's go to the Lord and ask him, Lord, where do I stand at your sight today? You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.